Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand And everything around me is shaken I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus Cause he's never
And he won't start now Never seen the righteous forsaken And he won't start now you're joining from. Now, if you're alive, you can call in already. Don't do that. If you do that, you won't come here again. Uh, all right so we agreed to have um a continuous or an extensive session of the the meeting we started on facebook some time ago concerning those who would love to um, help themselves process a means of travel, all right? So we started that meeting on Facebook, and I promised us we're going to finish it up. And that is why we are having this meeting today. We are not supposed to be meeting on Saturday. So if you have anybody who you think needs this information, get them connected right now. As we go. Now you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Over to you. Let's go. Yes, good. It's afternoon here. Good afternoon, everyone. Oh, good evening. Um, thank you, sir, for the opportunity. And thank you, everyone, for... 
the audience. I hope you have your books and pens and papers there so that we can do something more practical. Good evening, everyone. Okay, so um, the last time we, had, we spoke at length about uh, the school route, using the school route to travel. And um, just a little recap, um, I did mention that it's the easiest, um, if you have all the documents right, it's the easiest for you to be able to enter any country you want, um, especially Canada, USA, or Europe, any of the countries you want, is the easiest route to use if you have your documents right. So we spoke about some of the documents um, you needed for the travel or like the process. Uh, we spoke about your transcript. Uh, if at least you should have a secondary school um, certificate. So um, if for nothing at all, you have SS and then you can use the SS to apply. Or if you've been to the university, you can use your university transcript or polytechnic or if you've done any diploma from an accredited university or a technical technical school you can use their transcript to uh, make the application so um you need that is the first first most um priority because if your grades too are not good then it becomes a problem so you need to make sure that you have good grades or um, let's say if you have a partner, let's say you have a husband, because some of the countries allow you to come with your spouse. So let's say, for instance, Canada, your spouse can come with you. So if your um, certification is not good, at least you can use your spouse. Okay. And f so for a country like the U.S., you can also go with your spouse. But it's just that your spouse cannot work. Your spouse just has to be indoors. And then you have to learn other tricks to get your spouse working. But for Canada, you are allowed to work. So if your certification is, doesn't qualify you for that um, end route, then you need to have a spouse whose certificates are good or like the grades are better so that you can be able to enter the school route. Okay. So um, I also went on to say that there is no need for IELTS uh, because you are from an English-speaking country. So you are from Ghana um you you did english you used english in your teachings you use uh, english throughout is our official language so canada too is the same so once you once you are coming to school you don't need to write ielts for the school okay so um that is it and then now you need to show your proof of funds that oh you have the money to cater for the school fees um you have the money to cater for yourself and if you are coming with a dependent, a dependent, that means your spouse or your children. If you are coming with any of them, you need to show that, oh, I have the money because they are interested in knowing that you have uh, yourself and then your kids or yourself or your husband so that you don't become a burden to the economy or the society. Okay. So, um, you need to show your proof of funds that you have. So first of all, you need your certification. And then secondly, your proof of funds. 
then you need other documents to add up to show that okay um you have like what you call home ties social ties or home ties uh, you have something that even when you are you are not in um let's say when you when you travel and you come back to ghana or like something that will make you come back to ghana okay let me put it that way simple terms something that will make you come back to ghana so let's say if you have a property so you have maybe five acres of land or 10 acres of land 20 acres of land it's a property it's an investment and of course i don't think no matter how bad ghana is you leave that acres of land just like that you by all means come back to it and then come and then pick it up to maybe do an investment or something so that's one we call it a proof of tie like a social tie something that will bring you back to ghana if the need be okay so you need the application and then you need a letter of explanation so with um canada you can't uh, you don't go for an oral interview like um you don't go to the officer uh, embassy for them to ask you questions and all that so what they do is that you write everything so just as we are uh, whatever your intentions are let's say why you chose canada why you chose the course you want to do all those things why you want to come with your spouse everything you have to put it in writing and then um make sure as well like the, the grammar is good everything about it is on point so that when the person takes it to read punctuations and everything is okay so that when the person takes it to read the person is able to understand what you are trying to say so if all those things are not right there is just that the person will just put it aside okay so um the letter of explanation or some people call it sop um statement of purpose or letter of explanation so you need that uh, letter that is the final letter you write to the embassy and then if you are coming with your spouse your spouse will also have to write same and then also explain why he needs to come to so sorry <laughs> so your spouse will also need to explain why you would need to um, come with you okay so those are the basic things you need for your um, application so i think the last time i spoke about those things so uh, today i wanted to touch a little about the proof of funds that how much do you really need you've been hearing it uh, some people will say sponsorship some people will say a whole lot so there are a, a few tricks about it and then the main question is how much do i really really need for the visa officer to say okay you qualify then you can go so we have a way of calculating it which is on the um ricc web page so you can use that as a reference point and then you go and check so how much do you need that is the big question now so we are assuming that So we are assuming that your school fees is so we calculate the proof of funds based on your tuition, your living expenses, 
and then if your spouse is coming, your dependent's fee, and then your any other charges, like let's say miscellaneous charges. Okay, so um, please, if somebody could write it so that write it on the screen, we have tuition fee plus your living expenses plus your if you are coming with your spouse so your spouse living expenses plus miscellaneous so that is the proof of funds that is how much you need so for example if my proof of funds if my school fees that's the tuition my school fees i'm going to a college where the school fees is about fourteen thousand um per year thirteen thousand dollars per year okay they need to show they need to show um i need to show that i can pay for the one year full tuition that is the fourteen thousand. hello please can you hear me okay so um i need to show that i can pay the fourteen thousand tuition and then i need to also show ten thousand dollars living expenses for my rent, uh, my feeding, any other things I need, that is ten thousand. They quantify it as ten thousand dollars. So fourteen plus ten thousand, and then um, if I'm coming with my spouse, my spouse is um, four four thousand. Okay, four thousand dollars, and then if I'm coming with a child, let's say we are a family of three, or yeah, a family of three. I have one child. My child will have to show three thousand dollars. So my husband will show four thousand, and then my child will show three thousand dollars. And then maybe our miscellaneous expenses is um our plane tickets or maybe any other thing we would want to show. So that miscellaneous will be about three thousand dollars. So I add all these monies up to, and then that shows that this is the money I need in my account. Okay, so let's do it for a single person. So let's say I'm a single person. I have no husband. I have no child. My school fees is $14,000. My living expenses is $10,000. So that makes $24,000. And then maybe my miscellaneous expense is about $2,000. So when I add twenty-four dollars to the $2,000, I just have about $26,000. Okay, so that is for Canada. So the more you have dependents, the more money you need to show. Please, is it okay? So if I have three children, it means that the children will have to, the three will have to show $3,000 each. Okay. Then my husband will show 4000 Then, etc., etc. So all our um, money we, we need to present it's a sum of this amount of money that we need to show. So the, the big question is, how do we get this money? Okay, how do we get this money? That's the big question. So some people restore to um, sponsorship. So they maybe um, would come to Queen Della that, oh, Queen, please, this one, we know that Riches is your portion, so you have the money. So please, can you sponsor us? Okay, 
then maybe so it's easier that the, the trickier is that it's easier when you are a single person to be sponsored okay it's easier to be sponsored when you are a single person because it's just you and then there's also a trick about it is that if you are a single person and your age is not too advanced and you don't have so much work experience i don't know if you get what i'm saying if you don't have much work experience you are just um let's say fresh from secondary school or maybe you work like three years out of school or even fresh from university and you have worked like four years three years it's fine somebody can sponsor you five years someone can sponsor you it's okay but let's look at the example of you being about 40 years and you have like 10 years work experience or 15 years work experience and then somebody is sponsoring you uh, if it were you tell me will you agree <laughs> Yeah, so somebody is saying no. So the whole thing is that sometimes you just have to put your legs or your feet in the visa officer. He's a person just like you. So he thinks like how you think. So if you've advanced in age and then with work experience too, because your letter and things that you write and your documentation you add, those things are clear. They can be able to see because you even have to write it like introduce yourself a bit. So you write those things there. So if um, to just think about it, you have 45 years, you have 15 years work experience, and you can't tell me you have uh, $20,000 or $30,000, you don't have something substantial on yourself, then uh, I'll think twice about approving your visa. Okay? So, mostly, sponsorship is okay when you are single, you, you don't have too much experience, maybe you've worked like five years, three years, it's okay. Even with that, you should also try to have something little in your account so that you can just add up and then be able to explain to the visa officer that, okay, this person is um, sponsoring me. In as much as this person is sponsoring me, I also have something little to support. Okay? And then the other condition to which um, it makes some of the sponsorship difficult is that sometimes... Sometimes your um, person sponsoring you, you just meet a random person and you let the person sponsor you. It's a bit bizarre. Let's say I, you don't, you should be able to prove the third person, your relationship with the third person. That's what they look at. They, they have to, they have, you have to explain how you are related with the third person. So let me put a scenario like this. Do you think it's normal, even in the Ghanaian situation, the way it is, somebody will just meet you out of the blue and then say, oh, take $20,000 and just go to school. Do you think it's possible? Let's take away, uh, um, let's say, miracles out of it, the reality. Do you think it's possible that somebody will just see you $20,000 and then give it to you? Oh, take it to school. I don't know you from anywhere. It doesn't happen unless a miracle, okay? So that is how the visa officer also sees. Remember, in foreign countries, most of them are secular people. Like, they are, they are, let me say, they are not God conscious. So they are kind of secular. So they reason as such. So it's 
quite impossible to for them to really understand that oh a random person will just give you twenty thousand dollars out of forty thousand you are looking for to go to school okay so you need to prove that means that the person should be your relative that oh okay this person is my father and he's giving me and uh, this amount to go to school or this person is my mother or is my auntie or is something okay or my spouse or there is some kind of relationship if that is the case if that is the case then it's it's easier for the visa officer to accept what you mean it's easier for the visa officer to accept what you mean by sponsorship okay so if um with that you still have to show like documents so sometimes you have to draw your family tree if you say your person is your auntie you have to show like a family tree then maybe you draw your mother maybe the person is related maternal auntie so you draw your mother on the family tree and show that okay you are cousins they are cousins or something you get it and sometimes you have to add birth certificates to show that oh truly maybe you bear the same name or um, you have the same grandfather so the person's birth certificate and then add yours so in situation where i'm let's say i'm using a sponsor and i don't do all these things i just get refused the right insufficient funds so sometimes you'll be like oh this is where you take your document that they will just refuse you the point is there are some tricks that you need to know there are some things that you need to know about it so you should be able to prove the relationship even sometimes just normal um whatsapp call let's say the person going to sponsor you is in the us or is in canada here you need to show like maybe a chat you've had with a person before or some kind of support so some of you your relatives send you money not for maybe your personal use but they, they send you money to maybe do an errand for them and all that then they'll send it through somebody else instead of sending it to you directly so that thing is an error if you want to use the person as a sponsor in the near future what you have to do is that develop that relationship let the person send the money to your mobile money account and then okay papa is asking so is it it's like they have to see proofs of relation yes they have to see the proof so you have to add it they want practical things so as i said you are not going to sit there for them to ask you questions so if you give them abstract things things that they have to imagine they'll just ban you they'll just refuse you so the thing is that you have to make it practical as possible like try and make it practical try and make everything like documented so that they will be able to uh, what you are doing okay so if as i'm saying if somebody is sending you money from um us let's say you you want to use the person as a sponsor because the person has a good uh statement now if the person has been sending money but has been sending to someone else you have to let the person stop and then the person should be sending directly to you so that you can have proof of support so we call that one proof of support like past support so the person may just write oh so when sending the money the person may just write a narration like um 
um, support or school fees, write something to show that so the person has been in your life, has been actively involved in your life through support. Okay. So once the person has been doing that, it's easier for the person to be able to, um, for you to have proof through your mobile money apps, those things. And then when you are making calls, you can do video calls and then just screenshot the, the videos where your face and then the person's face or maybe having a FaceTime, just screenshot those videos and then use the, the pictures to also depict that, oh, even the person is not here, you still have a relationship that you talk almost all the time and then your WhatsApp chats, you can add those things and then some emails. So you can add those things to it then as a proof of your um, relationship with the person. But if the person too is here, your maybe your relative is in Ghana or is in Nigeria, it, somewhere close to you, you have to be able to prove, like I said, it's not just, um, they don't just accept any form of um, answer if you are not giving some concrete evidence. So you need to be able to prove that, oh, the person has been supporting you already. So how do you do that? Maybe you've gone for a funeral, a wedding, something. You are with your uncle or that auntie that you want the person to sponsor you. The best thing for you is to have pictures so that you can circle, oh, you and your uncle um, at a funeral or like at a social gathering. Okay? So that all the time there is some evidence to show that, oh, you are really uh, related or there is a working relationship between you. Okay? Because it's quite... Um, not uh, simple for somebody you don't have a relationship with to just come out of the blue to just sponsor you because you are traveling abroad okay so they need to see that um, those things and then sometimes to you need to show um, aside pictures and then document you need to show um, different occasions like different occasions that the two of you have um, met or have been in any kind of support. So let's say um, hospital, um, the person is not well, you have been to the hospital. So it's not like, <laughs> it, will be, it will sound more like you are trying to take every picture, like <laughs> every, uh, pictures all um, throughout, but you have done something sus substantial for the person, for the person to out of the blue support you. I don't know if you get what I mean. Okay. So that is one. And then some mistakes people do is that they also um, are not able to provide um, please just a minute. The phone is not. They are not able to um, show any letter of support, the um, the person supporting you should add a, a letter of support that, oh, um, this person is my relative, my niece, my nephew, and then is ready to support you with any amount and blah, blah, blah. You have to write, the person has to write a letter in addition. So when there is no letter in addi addition to um, the all the documentation I've spoken about, then it also leads um, 
to a big question okay it leads to a big question so you have to look at it and then sometimes the mistakes are that sometimes to people use let's say your uncle has a big organization so that your uncle will organize you based on his um, work like who uses company account to sponsor you it's very wrong okay so usually people who do that also get um refused because uh, the point is you don't work in the organization neither do you have any relationship with um, you have a relationship with your uncle but you don't have a relationship with the organization i don't know if you understand what i'm saying so what shows that the organization will take such huge money out of their coffers just to sponsor you if that is the case if that is the case you want to prove then you have to be smart enough to maybe let your uncle give you a letter to show that maybe after school he will employ you for the job like or he's going to hand over the uh, the business to you please if you understand what i'm i'm saying so that one should be a legal document so you should get some lawyers to sign stamp and all that so that it could it will look like um he's sponsoring you because he knows that you'll be useful to him i don't know if you get what i'm saying so um please let me be seeing your comments so that i know um i'm explaining well okay so if um you want to use your uncle or let's say somebody who has a business that is good then you should make sure that they give you some kind of a letter of um, a letter that in the near future you are going to be employed to um that will propel you that this school you are going will prepare you for that position okay so if you are able to get that and it's documentation so the whole thing is that you have to be able to do it and then get um get a lawyer to endorse it and all those things and then maybe your uncle writes something get his other company um other partners to also endorse it then that, with that uh it's it's possible to for you not to be uh, refused okay so I've handled a situation where the person used this, like a business sponsor. And then what they said was that the other partners of the business didn't approve because there was no signature, signature of them on it. So you see the technicalities involved. So sometimes you think that, oh, uh, I'm looking for a sponsor. I'm looking for a sponsor. Right, you've just gotten someone and then you are using the person but they are looking at it in a different light because they are trained in that light to look at angles like things from all sorts of angles okay so if you want to use a sponsor then you should know all these some of these things and then prepare towards them so um if you are married you are going with your children you can use a sponsor okay you can use a sponsor because remember 
they even calculate the sponsor's revenue the person has provided. So if the person has provided, let's say you need to show $30,000 and the person has provided $60,000. It means that the $60,000, the person will have to take $30,000 for you and then the person will live on the other $30,000. Or if the person provides $40,000, the person will have to give you um, $30,000 and keep $10,000, which we all know is not possible. So sometimes with the closing balance, the balance the person closes his account with is very necessary. You have to look at it and then be sure that, oh, okay, if this is how much I need, that is why I did the calculation with you, that if this is how much I need, then the person who is going to sponsor me should have double or triple that amount so that it doesn't become um, an eye, um, it does the... Um, the visa officer doesn't raise the eye over it because it, it, it's not normal that if I'm married and I have kids and um, family, I don't think I'll give $40,000 out out of my 60000 Okay, so all these things should be things that should guide you when you are looking for a sponsor. And then remember, when you are married, you have kids, uh, you have a husband and you want to travel with them, Third person sponsorship is not favorable to you because um, the visa. It's not possible that somebody is sitting in Ghana suffering and will give you his money so that you and your children will come here to enjoy or come and live here. It doesn't make sense. So you need to be able to provide your own bank statement, okay, when you are going with your spouse or your family. So. The scenario I create out of that is that if um, you are going with your children and your uh, your husband and somebody else is sponsoring you and your child should fall sick or you need rent, are you saying is the person you are going to call to send you the money before you rent or before your child attends the hospital? So you look at all these things that it's not possible. So you need money on your own. You need some money funds on your own to be able to go to school. So for example, if you don't have the money, your spouse should have. So if let's say you the wife, you are coming to school to learn and you don't have the resources, then your husband's account should prove that, okay, we have money to give to you. Okay. So that is it for proof of funds. Uh, what you should know about it that a third person sponsoring you is very possible an organization sponsoring you is very possible but you should be able to put things in place like put your documents right know what to look out for and know what to um, add up so that it makes your documents stand out or make the visa officer know that okay you know what you're about Okay, so that is it for the first phase. So if you have any question, please ask so that I can explain to it. Okay, so um, is it Shona? Shoshona is she's asking. I think you're asking about the 
proof of funds or something. Do you have links, please? No. And it said, how much do people who use their financial statements charge? Okay, so uh, it depends. Some people, some of the agents, the fake agents will tell you, oh, don't worry, I'll do for you. They'll just put in some figures and then formulate something for you. And day in, day out, the embassies are bringing up technologies to um, help them reduce fraud. Okay. So sometimes you may think somebody may do it and then go through it. But sometimes too, other people may not go through it. Okay. So when you are caught with a bank statement that is false, you get a 10 year ban. Okay. So if you get a ban from Canada, you are unable to also assess US because there is a ban on you. Okay. So sometimes you have to be careful where you get it from, where you get your proof of funds from. If it's even possible, be present. If you know you don't trust that person very much, be present for the person to print the statement for you. Okay. Because sometimes they just sit behind some computer and then generate some figures and all that and then print it. So be very vigilant when you are looking for a random person to um, do a proof of funds for you. Okay. So that is for Canada. So by U.S., normally the school gives you how much um, they are expected of you for your proof of funds. So that is what they call the I-20. So when you apply for the school and then they accept you, they ask you for, like, they give you a rundown of how much you need. The school gives you. So sometimes with U.S., it's school dependent. Unlike um, Canada, you can say verbatim that, this is what you have to get, but U.S. is sometimes mostly school dependent, okay? So they'll give you their living expenses depending on the um, state you are going and all that, and um, the school gives you. So at the end of the day, they show you that, okay, you need about $35,000. So once you are able to prove that, that you have $35,000, and with U.S. too, it's very easy for uh, the third-person sponsorship. It's very easy for that because you send the proof of funds to the school and then when they see it and accept it now they send you the i20 so the i20 is the document you use for your visa application okay so now when you get to the officer is there that the officer can decide that okay you are not being genuine how can somebody pay all the thirty-five thousand for you or you can pick a loan or something so that one us is a bit flexible when it comes to proof of funds but even with that don't try the fake statements because it can worry you okay so please if there are any okay so somebody is asking that can i borrow somebody's money and deposit in my account yes you can borrow somebody's money and then put in your account but um the way you are asking, they've also done the job over the years, so they know that you borrow money and then put it inside. So there is always a way around it, okay? So what they hate to see is that, let's say, they, they, they first of all, they need your bank statement to be for four months, okay? They need four months, at least four months. So January to February is one month. February, um, March, April, May, May, June. So you print it all from January to May. 
let's say four months, you've printed your statement. Now, let's say January, you have not bought anything. You have not done any transaction. February, the same thing. Then all of a sudden, in May, when you are going to, when you are going to print. No, this one. This one. No, this one. This one. Okay. Pick okay. it. So when in 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 my um in May when you are going to print, then all of a sudden you go and borrow money. That one it raised it raised very please please I make. A, a red flag when you all of a sudden borrow the money and then you put it in your account so if you know you are going to borrow somebody's money then you have to be putting the money in their account gradually okay you have to be putting it in your account gradually so from time to time you put money <laughs> so from time to time you have to be depositing the money in your account you have to be depositing the money in your account okay so that it doesn't become like all of a sudden you have just dumped money into the account when that happens then it becomes um, a red flag okay so your account is not used to let's say you need twenty four thousand dollars this $24,000 you need, all of a sudden, your account doesn't know. So let's say your account doesn't know. I'm using that, that statement because your account is not used to that money. Your account is not used to that money. Now, if your account is not used to that money, it becomes like a red flag that, ah, how come all of a sudden... Maybe yeah. you just receive a salary of 500. So if this 500 is what you have been receiving, how come all of a sudden you have 20,000 or $40,000 in your account? It doesn't make sense. Okay. So you have a way of going about it. You gradually be putting money into your account. Gradually, gradually. And then if you want to borrow money from your friend, like you said, then there is something we call um gift of deed okay so the your um you have to go to the court or the commissioner of oath people who do the commissioner of oath by the roadside i don't know if you have an idea of those people like when you want to do change of name and all the where you go yeah so you go to them and then you let them do um a, a deed for you so that deed is you and your friend will go or you go to the court and then you and your friend you do you do it that's your friend is giving you this amount so if it's thirty thousand dollars he's giving you thirty thousand dollars to fund your education as a gift okay so you add that document to your bank statement okay so that one explains because remember you will not be there to be asked how come you got this money but you can explain that, oh, you have prepared that document. When you add it to it, it explains that, oh, okay, somebody dashed you this money. That is how come you have it. 
okay someone too can um let's say have some investment um and then the investment matures like accidentally on the, on the same time you want to print your uh, statement or your mother has some investment or you have some investment like that amount so you make sure you have the investment receipt and document then you add it to it so it's just like everything should be practical just don't leave room for anything at all okay just be practical enough that okay i'm not there to explain myself so what can i do what can i put there to explain how come i got this money it's from an investment so you add the bank details or like those bank whatever you need add it to it to show okay that's okay this is where i got the money from and then somebody too can sell a property so let's say because we know you are traveling abroad the whole family the whole village has come together to sell our land to support you go abroad because once you go you bring money to the village isn't it okay so if that is the case the chiefs and the queen mothers and everyone they came together and then they sold the land so now you have to go and do a sale of deed at the same place like the commissioner of oath or the court and then the the amount of money or the buyer the whoever was buying the um, document you do that documentation and then the person also signs you also sign your portion and then bring some agreement you do some documentation like agreement documentation and everything and then you add it to it so now when you deposit that money in your account it's not a red flag okay because you've been able to explain how come you got the money please is it clear okay so i'm moving on to the questions okay hey dear hey dear, please i hope it's clear so queen the lies how do i handle how do you handle situations like let's marry get there and divorce after two years or so like a fake marriage because i don't know why i'll have to do that well people do it so canada for instance because here as i said like they are more secular so they understand like oh you you can be out of love with somebody you don't need to work it out that kind of thing they understand themselves so um if you want to do marriage remember the only problem is that um you did marry maybe you are already married and then you married a different person maybe because of the certificate like i said your wife's certificate is not good and then maybe the person you got has a good certificate or a better certificate and you can use the person then you marry now when you get here you do another you know Ghana, everything is possible so you do another certification with your new wife and then you come no problem then oh after two years or one year or whatever you divorce now remember when you are going you are applying to go and take your wife the request for the marriage certificate like you are going to pick your other spouse they'll ask for your marriage certificate prove that you are married and blah 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 now are you going to do a new one for your wife or you are going to use the old one normally people forget and then they use the old one so the old one shows a, an older date of which you were married and the one the one you brought to the country has a newer date so now it's a misrepresentation okay so with that now it comes to bite you in the face so usually 
um, people, when you, you want to get your permanent residence in Canada, especially, they are very particular about documentations. So when you want to get your uh, permanent residence, this is where it comes to bite you. So you have to go and look for an immigration lawyer to try and fight your issue for you. If they're able to be successful, fine. If not, then uh, you come home. Okay. And remember the uh, immigration lawyer, uh, $20,000 and above. It's not small money. <laughs> so if you want to do something right, I think you have to do the right thing. And um, with Canada too, it's possible to come with your boyfriend, girlfriend, or we say fiancé. Uh -huh. So if necess not necessarily like you know that you you can't afford a new marriage, like afford as in it worry you later, then you can just say maybe the person is your boyfriend or girlfriend or something and then come with the person, that kind of a thing. So if that is it, so you can go about it that way. Okay. And then right now I have a situation like I'm even handling for somebody. Uh, I think an agent was trying to pair her with somebody else. So she had to change her name, change her identity. And now after she did all that, the deal didn't go through. The travel couldn't come on. And now she's really married. Her name on her school certificate is different from the identity now. As in because of her passport and birth certificate and all those things, Ghana card and everything. And you know now the passport is biometric. So if she goes to put her fingers on the uh, biometric thing, it will show her new identity instead of the old identity. And now she also needs to apply for school. So how do you go about it? So sometimes you think you may be cheating the system, but at the end of the day, it bites you like you are the one who comes into trouble. Okay, so sometimes, even if you want to cheat the system, be wise about it. Don't just go because somebody is saying this. All right? Okay. Uh, Unique is saying that, Ma, please, the bank statement, please want to understand it. Please, the bank statement, is it that you should have some amount of money in your account for them to see or the transaction you have made in, the, in some past month? Okay. So the bank statement is both. Okay. The bank statement is, I need to see that your account is active. That is the most important thing. Active account. Okay. So it's only an active account that can bring forth a good balance. Let me put it that way. Okay. So if your account is not active, there's nothing going on in your account. And then all of a sudden you put money in there. It doesn't make sense. Okay. So let's just say, you know, a teenage, aside Mary, let me put aside just uh, Jesus' mother, a teenage girl, she's a virgin, all of a sudden, bang, she's pregnant. I mean, you'll be confused. But somebody who you know has been doing stuffs here and there, here and there, and is pregnant, it's normal. Okay. So that is how it is. So that with a bank statement, if your, your account is active, yeah, you take money, you put money back, you move money, you spend money from it. Some of us, we make the mistake of putting everything on our momo instead of our bank statement, like our account number. We have to be using our account the more. Like in Nigeria, I see that a lot of them, when you do want to do something, they'll say transfer, bank transfer. Uh -huh. So that one is better than our momo system. So in Ghana, we rather prefer momo. But in Nigeria, they use the uh, bank transfer a lot. So if you want to um, even go for a loan, 
even uh, in a bank, let's say you're a contractor or you are some a business person and you want to go for a loan, they request your statement. They want to see how credible you are. Okay? So if, let's say, you're a business person and all your transaction is on your momo, at the end of the day, if they want to give you a loan, how do they see to give you the loan? Okay? So you Mommy, need to... Sorry. So you you have to um Mommy, I have baby. So you have to be able to use your account more often. Sometimes even if you want to give somebody something, you want to send offering, you want to use your account. Okay? Some of us will be like and hey, the bank will deduct us. It's nothing. They'll just that five CD something. Five CD, ten CD. And it's for your own good. Like in future, if you want to go for a loan, if your account is well built or is good, if you want to go for a loan in future or to do your project, they look at your statement and it's good. They can just give you. Okay? But we don't do it. Instead, we use the momo. So you can see that Momo, uh, the MTN line also uses that same algorithm. That's, they look at your usage and then they give you the loan. So the people who use the more get bigger amount of loan. I think it, it works something like that, right? Uh -huh. So that is how the bank also system works. So if you want, if you are using the bank for your application, you should be able to know that day in, day out, you should be using your bank more often, more often, okay? So I hope it's unique. I hope it um, answers your question. Um, Heidi, so you don't necessarily have to have the said amount, but it must be active. No, you need both. You need an active account, and then you need the closing balance, okay? So if, like what I'm trying to say is that if the account is active, money passes through and everything, then at the end of the day, when you put money in there, it's easier. It's easier for everybody to accept that, oh, okay, you are really somebody who has money or you are really somebody who uses money a lot. So like I was giving an example, somebody who, you know that the person is a virgin, stays home, blah, blah. Then the, all of a sudden the person gets pregnant. You are surprised. But somebody who is always doing stuff, going out at night, blah, blah, and the person is pregnant. Oh, this one, that's how she is. Forget it. Okay? So that is how the account, relating to the account should be. If your account is busy and all that, and maybe somebody sends you 50,000, 10,000, 30,000, 40,000, hey, it's good money. When the person sends you, just take it back and give it back to the person. Let that money pass through your account. Okay, so sometimes your friend is going to pay rent, or even you yourself, you are going to pay rent. When you collect all the contribution from maybe your brothers or whoever you who the people who give you the money, then you go and give it straight to the landlord. Why should it be so? Let it be in your account and then pay your landlord through your account. Okay, landlord, please don't you have account number? Then the landlord will be like, Ah, what has come over you? Yes, <laughs> uh, the, the money set of a rich person that is how they utilize it so please let's all learn from some of these things okay uh, papa has been teaching us a lot of things how to market ourselves so some of these things are some of the ways you can market ourselves 
You go to the market, you are paying something. My please don't you have Momo? Momo, you pay from your bank app to your the person's Momo. They'll deduct e levy. It's okay. Okay. Sometimes you are too calculative. So please let's allow some of these things. It's for our own good. Alright. Okay. So very saying, Ma, please, what if I say that I have a relative there and my money is not fully ready, but my relative is an entrepreneur and has promised to give me a job. Will I get a chance to go? So that's what I'm saying. You are not there to explain all this thing. It wouldn't make sense to them. Okay. So if your relative is an entrepreneur, then the relative should provide his bank statement. Okay. That he has the money, sufficient money to take care of himself and take care of you when you come. And like I said, the school fees they are asking for. If that's money and your living expenses and everything, he has it, fine. If he has it, he can even transfer that money to your account, like I said, and then put a letter of support or you go and do a gift of deed that he dashed you this money, okay? And then he signs, you also sign your portion and then you add it to your documentation. It makes sense. But if you are like empty promises, like how a father said, when I come, I'll do this, I'll do that. And then he came and he didn't do it. What will you do? <laughs> so they, they don't deal on promises. Like they need substantial things to see and then work with. Okay. I hope that is okay. Ruth, Easter Ruth is asking that, please, the bank statement from which year will you print out? Oh, it's just four months. It's just four months. They need four months. Or if you want to do a bit of two, no, you can make it six months. Okay. So it's not year. So let's say current. They need current statement. Four months or six months. And you are good to go. Okay. So like I said, if it's from your relative, then you have you have to add documentations to show that yeah, this person um I'm in constant communication with him. He supports me in other things and I have pictures and other things with him. Okay. Then you use it. God's favor is saying that please ma with the sign and how would the person sign when he or she is not at where you are like the person is outside the country. Okay. So um sometimes you can send um now we have digital signatures. I think people here do more uh, digital signatures. So the person can sign and then uh, send the document and then you attach it to your document, okay? Or you can send it to the person through, um, I think Adobe, Adobe allows signature, like digital signature. So you can sign it online or you do your document, print, and then send it through DHL. I send it to the person. So when the person signs his portion, he also sends it through DHL for you. So with the school, um, like with visa application itself, you don't have to do things in a rush, okay? Because when it's in a rush, it is sin. So let's say you want to travel 2024. You, you have to start your preparation now. So all these documentations and things, you start looking for them gradually. So you don't wait till it's, let's say, September. You, you need to travel 2024 September. You don't wait till it's August or so before you put in that application it's too late so what you do now is that from now you start gathering all you need and then you know that okay i don't have this so this one i have to start looking for and then you do preparations for that 
So at least by February, you have those things. Then you put them together. Okay. Then you know that, oh, by May or June, you should put in the application for September, your, for your visa, for ample time for your visa to be gotten. Okay. So the earlier you put in your visa, the better. Because even if you get a refusal, um, with Canada, for instance, when you get a refusal, you can always um, reapply. Okay. So we have what you call GCMS note. So the GCMS note is um, the visa officer's letter, okay? Why his reasons why he thinks that he's, he can't accept you or he can't give you approval, okay? So that note is there. So what you do is that once you apply early enough and then they even give you a refusal, you can use, you can apply for the um, GCMS note and then use the GCMS note to... Um, Zoe, please. You can use the GCMS note. You can use the G GCMS note. Get the information why they are they are refusing you, and then work on it, and then reapply. Okay, so you can be able to reapply even before you move to um like the same year. So you can get a refusal and still get an approval within the same year once you work on the mistakes you did. Okay, unlike US, when you go for the interview and Charlie, the person, it doesn't go through, it doesn't go through, just go back. But with this one, at least you have the chance. Okay. So, please, I hope it's clear. God's favor. So, Sister Vera is saying that, how will I get my relative to sign it when it's needed immediately? So, like I explained, DHL, you can do it, or digital signature. So, once you do, you can send to, um, dig it, like, you scan it, and then send it, and then the person will append the signature. And once is the person does it, it's, you print it back and then you scan, okay? So it's that Nick is saying, please, ma, some jobs you apply for, maybe job bank comes with visa sponsorship, meaning there's, they are helping you travel. So would they need some sort of bank statement or document? Want to understand it, please? Okay. Um, for, with Canada itself, it's like, because of their lenient immigration way, it's like a lot of people want to take advantage of people, okay? It's true that there are opportunities for work and all that, but you have to be careful. Yeah, with the job banks and then even um, Indeed and all those things, they keep frauding people day in, day out, even here, okay? So you have to be very, very, very careful. So, like I said, the route that you see that, oh, this one, you are very comfortable without any worries or troubles is the school route or probably marriage, okay? But if not, with the job, hmm, it's a bit not like out of 100%, I'll say 90% not true. There is a probability you can get, but... You have to be careful and um with a job sometimes you don't need it but like i said if you are coming with a family your case is different so you need some form of funds to show that you are coming with to cater for your family but with you you are being catered for okay 
but all that um, information is on the RICC web page. You can see it there. Okay. Okay, so someone is saying that Royal Dell is saying that you can use the dog sign app. Okay, so there are apps you can use. All right. Okay, so please, if you have any other question, you can ask or everything is well understood. So, um, please, with the nurses, okay, sometimes it's easier to, um, it's easier. Like, Canada has health, um, <laughs> health issues. Let me put it that way. Like, they have, um, like, how our health system is in Ghana, okay, it's, we will say that Ghana health system is so poor and everything, but let me give you a scenario of how, like in Ontario, part of Ontario, how it looks like. They will define to you what is an emergency. Okay, so like unlike Ghana, when you go, you know that this my situation is emergency. They cater for you and everything. For them here, no. Go to the emergency and spend like six hours before they attend to you. You spend like three hours, four hours before you 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 be attended to, okay? So uh, there is much of like they need more health workers here. So with the health workers, too, you can try the express entry system. If you feel that you cannot try the school, you can try the express entry system. So that one, you need to do your write your IELTS. And then you need to write, um, you need to do evaluation of your certification. So that one, you do it at West, like there are um, organizations that do it. And then you put in your, um, like all those things that you need, you put like the IELTS um, answers, the results, and then your, uh, what do you call it? The uh, West evaluation. So those two things, and then your other things that you need, you put it in a pool. So they have a pool. So when you go on Google or YouTube, you can just watch Express Entry, and then you understand what they are doing. Okay? But if not, like I said, the easiest route for you is that... No, Nalex is not needed in uh, Canada. You write the IELTS. And I think they have an exam, but the exams, you have to come here to write. That is if you want the um, uh, direct hiring, okay? If you want direct hiring from Ghana here to Canada, I think you have an exams like a council exams you have to come and write in Canada. So maybe you have to apply for a visitor's visa and then come and write it. Then when you are done, you go back, something like that. So um, I have a friend and a husband like that. They, I think they are in that process and they have to come on a tourist visa like a, a, a visit visa and come and write their exams and go back but i mean all this is expensive okay so for me personally i think the school route is a bit like in as much as 
you may think it's expensive i think it's a bit easier okay it's a bit easier that if you're a nurse you can apply for a, um, any nursing program or you can even apply for uh, what you call uh, psw okay you apply for that and then you come it's just a one-year program you come and do it and through that you're able to get your permanency okay because you already have what background of being you have the um you have the the, the background they need already so it's easier for you to get a job when you are here that is it it's easier for you to get a job so you can just use the school to come and then get more comfortable with a job okay because some of the nurses are doing three two to three jobs <laughs> because they they need them all right so i think uh, ruby easter ruby is an incoming person and she understands what i'm saying so sometimes you may think that oh you want to do direct blah blah permanent residence and all that but yes it's good but it takes long a longer time okay it takes a longer time and day in day out changing their immigration ways so now for instance i've seen that there has been an update on even how to because of fraud issues they want to verify all schools all applications with all applications with the schools before they give approval and then they want to even see their labor market whether your course you are going to do is of relevance to them so i think if you have to do something do it now because they keep changing their rules and then it may affect you or it will not be favorable at a particular time okay all right so ruth easter ruth is asking that i had a school in canada and they needed 300 bank statements how do i go about it please is it Ghana cd so like i said you can use a sponsor you can use somebody to sponsor you but you should be ready to um tell the visa officer how you got all these things okay you should be able to tell the visa officer how you arrive um, the person being your relative or the person being how why the person is so kind to you and then give documentations to prove your relationship like i said earlier okay so you can use a bank statement say how do i get a scholarship to canada do you need, how about you get a scholarship to Canada? Do you need a proof of statement too? So when you get a sponsorship, like funding, um, the issue to know your fees, it boils down to that again. You need to know your fees. So how much is your fees? So let's say, is it a full funding that your fees is, Fifteen thousand per year, and then your funding is fifteen thousand. Is that the case, or your school fees is ten thousand, and your funding is fifteen thousand? That means that it covers part of your living expenses. Like I said, so you should know the proof of funds, how how it is calculated. Then now, when somebody gives you the funding or the scholarship, as you call it, you should be able to um know that okay, the money is not up to so. 
let's say the total funding you had was about fifteen thousand dollars. Your school fees is ten thousand. Your living expenses is ten thousand. Making it how much? Twenty thousand. And then maybe your miscellaneous, you are coming alone, so about two thousand. So twenty-two thousand. Now you have fifteen thousand. So remember, it's still left with a balance of seven thousand dollars that you have to show. So this is where somebody will have a scholarship and everything and still be refused because the person refused to sit to learn what is due or what the person is supposed to know. Okay? So if you have a scholarship, you ask yourself the big question, how much do I need to pay? How much is my school fees? And then how much is the scholarship worth? Then you know the difference. You know what to do. Okay? All right. So Nalex is not... Yes, like I said, um, Canada has a way of it. So you come here to write their exams and then I think you'll be nominated or you'll be, um, an employer can directly employ you. But after writing the exams, you go back to your home country, the employer, if you are lucky and the result comes whilst you are here and you are being employed, fine. They can change your status for you. But if not, you have to go back home and then come back when you are being called. Okay. So, um, Ma, uh, please, you need to say that. Ma, um, please, what about nursing? Do they have schools that give visa sponsorship or scholarship for, um, for students? So, like I said, the, <laughs> with the scholarship and things, just imagine the whole of Africa. Nigeria is about 3 million, <laughs> 3 million people. Ghana, we have about how many, how many people? We all want scholarship. So, the thing is, sometimes, uh, we will sit and be waiting for these scholarships and then the immigration processes to are being strengthened. Okay, so sometimes they are not saying that you shouldn't, uh, like I said, you can prove if you have a relative who can give you a sponsorship or you have a genuine person who can give you, uh, if you have a, a person who can give you um a bank statement to prove all they need to they need you to do is that prove, okay uh, they, they need you to prove that you can be able to uh, pay prove they are not saying that you should have it they are saying you should prove so once you are able to prove true somebody sponsoring you and all that that is fine okay maybe the school asks you to pay a deposit fee of five hundred dollars so you can pay your $500, gather all your documents and everything, and then you use the person's bank statement and add. When you get here, then you start looking at alternatives, what you can do, if you can work and pay the fees, or if you can defer, look for a job, and come back to the school. All the options you can look at. Okay. Here are the question is coming. I didn't know all of you on this platform want to leave Ghana. I hope you will still come online. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> okay. 
So, um, Shining is asking, please, ma, is it easy to switch from journalism to nursing, and is it possible to apply for nursing at the graduate level with journalism background? Okay. So, um, like, one thing you have to understand is that with Canada, that process is different from the school application. So, you can apply for school here in Canada, and then you'll be given admission based on what you have provided, okay? But now, the almighty visa officer is the person you have to convince and tell why you want to switch from journalism to, um, what do you call it, to nursing all of a sudden, okay? So if you're able to convince the person, so let's say if it were me, I would have said that, oh, maybe I have, um, my parents left me acres of land or my mother was a retired nurse and she, I had passions for the job or something. And they, she had that passion of building an hospital. And I want to make that real, that's a reality. And then I show proof of the land documents to show that, oh, okay, I have the land. Um, and I have some architectural, like maybe I've gone on to do some architectural design to show the hospital structure and everything. So with that, it's more convincing if you are telling somebody that, oh, this is what you want to do. I hope you understand. So like I said, with Canada, you just have to be able to make sure that all that you are saying has proof. So if your mom was a retired nurse, and then you know somewhere where the pictures are, you and your mom's picture where she's in her retired nursing dress, okay? A, a nursing dress, you stand by her, take pictures, something. But in the US, it's a, a little easier. But with Canada, you need to do more convincing and then you get documents to attach. All right? Okay. Please let me know if you understand what I mean. <laughs> yeah, like the passion, the passion can um, be an example, but. Um, look at your work experience. You have been a journalist for um, five years, four years, and you've gone to school, journalism school, for how many years? Add all together. And if really nursing was your passion, why didn't you pursue it? So sometimes you can see that, oh, maybe you want to use the passion thing, but you have to be wise, like I said. So it can be like your mother's wish, to have a hospital or for you to be a nurse and because of that she bought you a property like a land a land property so how do i know that you have a land property you go and make a document a land document okay and then once you do the land document you get some architects to design something for you like a nursing something and then you can show proof that oh your parents are willing to support you know blah 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 and even your community where you come from, maybe this is how you give back to the community. And you have to be crafty. <laughs> okay, you have to be crafty. So, like I said earlier on, that all this, you have to be strategic. You don't just get up and start doing visa application. Think ahead, think about everything that could be asked, and then know what to do. Okay, so don't do anything in a rush you may rather end up wasting money because you waste that money and then you have to reapply again. Okay. 
Okay, so Ma, please, is it possible to switch programs when you reach Canada? Yes, it is. It is. It is possible. So you can come in with uh, maybe anything of your passion, maybe your work experience. You work as a designer, interior decorator, hairstylist. You can come in as that, apply for and then come in. But then when you get, you apply for a different school, that does the nursing and then you go and then you do the nursing so you just update the portal that is so it's possible that with that one is easier because you don't need to now um come and be explaining why you need this and that and that okay um ruth is asking is it easily to be employed to work while schooling to earn some money yes like i said so if um it depends on your schedule your school schedule okay so if uh and then the hours you can you have hours you can work but when you come here we have what you call uh, under the table jobs so those jobs are jobs that do not pass through the payment does not pass through your account so like tabletop payments when you come they just pay you after doing the work they pay you physical like cash <laughs> so one your 20 hours because at the end of the day when you want pr it will come back to bite you because they'll be looking at those things that oh instead of you schooling you were doing a lot of jobs okay so you can um get the you can get the um um those under table jobs especially if you're in the healthcare so like i'm stressing on it if you're in the healthcare or food restaurants uh, business because in canada the restaurants are even more than the people here <laughs> like we laugh about it because wherever you pass you see restaurants everywhere there's restaurants so those things you can get the under table jobs and then you you do the job and then keep your money then you make sure you go to school and then they need to see your grade that you are making grades so uh, you need to know how to schedule your time and that all. Okay. So, formally, you are supposed to work formally, like officially, you are supposed to work 20 hours per week as a student. Uh -huh. So, make sure that you are satisfying that. So, the rest of the hours, you just make sure you talk to the employer or the people who employ you and tell them you want at that table so it doesn't pass through your account. Okay. <coughs> Yeah. Okay, it's uh, Tracy, it's Tracy saying the policeman with the evaluation of the was when you mail when you mail your original certificate to them, is that the guarantee that it will be sent? Yes, it will not be sent to you. Um you don't have to the school your schools send uh transcript to them so let's say if you um went to Accra polytechnic you have to request from Accra polytechnic for them okay so when you request for Accra polytechnic you just put in the issuing mm, you, you put in the issuing uh, the receiving institution as West, so they take the transcript straight to West and then they do the evaluation for you. Then you can request for a copy, 
But then they'll ask you where the transcript should be sent to. So if it's to a school or if it's to the nursing body or those things, then you get a copy and then you upload. Okay. Yeah, Chase, I get it. Okay, Shannon said, Ma, please, can I defer my program and switch program in the same school instead of another school? Yes, you can. You can. You can. Ma, please, what about nursing? Is there a way you can travel with the IELT or NALEX exams to work as a nurse or maybe nurse aid or home care nurse? Yes, like, like I said, you can get to, but for you to be able to get the right agency is the problem. Okay. You can get, as for that one day, if I tell you you can't get, it's a lie. You can get. But for you to get the right agency, so you don't waste money, is the issue. Okay? Because in as much as you think Ghana and Nigeria, people do fraud, the Indians here, they are worse. <laughs> they will design websites and everything for you, Pepe. You think that, oh, this one there, you've got an opportunity uh, just for you to come here, it's fraud. Okay, so you have to be careful. Even we here, we are careful. And even your um, SIM card, like you are making a call now, they can just block you out and be using your SIM to do other things. Okay, so you just have to be careful about <laughs> these things. Uh -huh. So like I said, as for the school, the issue, whether you go up and down or anything, sure that oh, okay i've gotten the school i'm coming here then you fight your way out a lot of people here they came through school like the my, minority of the people came through work and what when, when you come to work um they call it close permit so let's say if um i have a company called uh, tiger investment okay and tiger investment i employed you from ghana it means that when you come, it's only me you can work for. Okay? So let's say you come and you're working for eight hours a day. How much will you make? Even if you are making much money, but you don't have the freedom. Maybe you can get a better offer. But because you are limited to only me, so that's um, permit, the, the, the permit that you are holding till it expires, you are not free. Okay, so for example, where my husband is working now, um, he, he met people there who are from Cameroon and other places and one of the guys says he was employed directly from Cameroon to here. So he can go and work anywhere else aside where he's working because when they take your, because here they'll, everything, they'll ask for your documentation. I'm applying for some um, subsidy for my kids and they'll ask for your permits, their passport, they'll ask for all those things. So now when you are going to apply for a new job or you've seen a better opportunity you want to move you now can't move you are static okay so i'm not saying it's bad but what i'm trying to say is that your freedom and um one or two things when you come to the system you will understand maybe when i say it you will not get what i'm saying but when you reach here you you understand what i mean okay so if it's possible, just look for a one-year program. Struggle through it. I know the good Lord will also take care of you. Okay. Choices. I did, but they asked that I mail my original certificate, so I became relaxed. 
Uh -huh. So, what they are asking for you, the original certificate is um, from your school. It should come from your school, the issuing school. Okay. So someone said I should use FedEx and pay for the return of the package. I was not coming, so I decided to go down. No, so you the wise evaluation, that's what you do. So you have to um use them like from Accra police straight to them. So you pay Accra police so that they do everything, seal the envelope, stamp everything, and they send to them. I think they have uh, the online one that you can they can send through the online, not necessarily through um the mail like FedEx and all those things. Okay, not the certified copy. The certified copy means that what you have, no, it should be from the school itself. Like the school, um, Acropolis itself will send on your behalf. They don't want you to come into it at all because they feel that you can manipulate the results or something. So Acropolis should send directly to them. Yes, so. Shiny is saying yes, West has online verification. So you you tell your school, you tell if it's Accra Police, University of Ghana, you tell them, and then they will give them the email address they are asking, like the the official email address, and then they send it directly to them. Okay. All right. Please, um, if there are no further questions, then Papa, please. I'm done. If there are no other questions. Ask your question now. You have been dreaming every night you are in Canada. Now you have questions to ask so that you enter there physically. You are not asking. <laughs> Stop dreaming. And go to Canada. All right. So I thought somebody was asking earlier. Okay, let me just go straight to it now. Um, some of you are your head is still confused. That's why you don't have questions. You don't even know where to start from. You don't know what to do. So this is what it is. Now has come up with a service that can help you travel. All right. This is not immigration. This is not agency. She just wants to help, and me, I approve it. And now understand that somebody who wants to help is not. You have to leave. Uh, other personal things you can hear children crying on the background and all of that so it is not a free service it's a paid service although she's not charging you just the way they will be collecting from you so now shared more light on it and if you have a, um, a social media page where they can reach out to you and your phone number drop the details about the service that you are rendering and how they can reach out to you and how much is the cost. It's not free. If it's free, Crimea will have a problem with you. It's not free in Jesus' name. So give out the details. What does the service entail and what is the means of contact? Let's go. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. So, um, our page is called Journey With Me. Journey with me, so so what we do basically is that we train you, we coach you for a week, like like I'm doing. So we discuss, we look at your profile, and then 
we discuss like the possible outcomes, like what we think could fit you well. So we discuss all that. We discuss the schools you can choose. Uh, we discuss the um, courses option, and then we even the region you should you would want to go. And then we look at the tricks in the system. Like the, there are obviously loopholes that you can use to your advantage. So we discuss those ones as well. And then um, we also discuss your documents you need. Like I told you, you just don't, um, you need proof of funds. You need that document. You need other documents to support. Even if you are doing a sponsorship, you still need other documents to show that, okay, this person, uh, we are related and all that. So all that will give you into details what, uh, depending on what your story is, and then we know exactly how to fit you in a profile, okay? And then um, we also help you with your bank statement. So like some of you are asking if you want to come with your family and all that, what you do is that we teach you how to go about um, the way you build your account and then how you are able to close it to enable you uh, show the, the money that you need. Okay, so um, for me, for instance, I have a family of four, like a family of four, two kids and then my husband and myself. So I needed to show money. So the money I had to show how I went about it. So I cannot give what I don't have. So what I have is what I'm going to give to you. So how I got here is how um, you are going to, you are going to also use the same procedure to get here. Okay. And then, um, we also look at your review. Like I said, your proof, um, your SOP or letter of explanation to the visa officer. We look at that of yourself and we look at that of your, uh, your spouse. So we review it. We, we ask you to write a first one. We give you the areas to which you have to write. And then we take it back and we um, review it and then put it in a better form for you. So we do all that till you get to Canada and then we know that, oh, now you've arrived. And uh, the rest is, we all give praise to God. And we do that at a service fee of $600. And any other expense that comes is at your expense, okay? So the school um, admission for, um, application forms that you have to write and uh, to pay, that one is to your, you are going to handle that. But to make sure the approval of funds for you to be able to get um, how to show the money and all that, we take you through the process and then we help you out. Okay, so that is what we do. And then our service charge is $600 uh, for the entire period. So any immigration process doesn't take one day so we'll try to put you through the whole process of you going through you knowing what is going on so that when you get to uh, the point of entry like in canada for instance your visa is being given to you in ghana but when you get here that is where your study permit will be given to you so meaning that your visa and your permit are two different things they are not the same thing so if you can get a visa and then come here and be rejected because what you are saying and what you are what you have written about yourself don't tell you or you are unable to answer meet the expectation of the officers okay so that means that at the end of the day you have worked but 
<laughs> you have told in vain. All right, so we are able, we teach you all these things. And then if uh, for some reason you can't apply for the school and all that, we help you out. We, we do the application and then you pay the application fee. So that's, it's all part of the package of $600. Oh, USD, please. <laughs> it's USD. Um, it could be found on Facebook. Papa, please. <laughs> US dollars, please. So, um, as part of um, our privilege of being a family, what we can do is that we can have some installment option for people from um, this platform so that um, we can see the way forward. So, depending on um, when you get in touch, we, we see how well we can help you with the installment plan. So the 600, I think sometimes people will ask, people think it's false because it's too low, like the fee is too low and all that. But this is just to help. Like Papa said, yesterday I was just talking to a friend and he was like, nah, maybe I made you $5,000. So trust me, that friend is still in Ghana. He's not even here yet. And he's taking $5,000 for this process. And um, some people are saying, oh, take 20000 take ten, Yeah, but I think this is just um, for my time. Um, that's and it's I'll just use. for now. Very so soon it will go up. It's just a discount. I'll force, I'll force it to go up if you don't include <laughs> Yeah, I'll force it to go up by fire by <laughs> So everyone, all the offer she's giving is that She's going to help you see the way through from your starting point till you arrive in Canada. So you don't need to start cracking your head. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start from and all of that. All right. I'm only approving this. I've never announced anything like this because she's a part of us and she had helped herself run the process through and help others also run the process to to where she is so she's one of the best person i can recommend and say that she can help you get into it now grandpa something is asking a question okay yes sir yeah grandpa <laughs> like like i said the canadian system is not like the u.s system the u.s system has that liberty you can melt like five years look for some document but with the canadian system is it's so rigid so if you come for a conference and you just don't want to um then it means that you should get a job okay you should get a job and um the job change your status from the visitor to the work uh, permit and um i know the indians like some of the indians here they do it or you can yeah some of the indians they do it so they sell that um um labor market instant, uh, assessment this they sell that offer and it's about twenty thousand dollars some thirty thousand dollars so like i said sometimes you think that it's cheap like you are using you are cheating the system by the end of the day you'll be cheated okay so it's now at the end of the day it's expensive that is if you don't get a job or a company that 
is ready to um, take you on and be like, okay, no problem, I'll employ you and change your status for you. It means that you have to look for the Indians because in this town, everywhere you pass restaurant, there is restaurant everywhere. And then they can do that magic for you. And then most of them, the Indians, they have those shops, like those shops, shops. So they can get, employ you and then give you the LIMA. That's the uh, labor marketing part assessment. If they give you that, then uh, you use that to apply, like change your status. Okay. If not, if you are hiding in the system for a longer time, you have to get an immigration lawyer. And like I said, about $20,000 year you pay for the immigration lawyer. You pay or more. Uh -huh. So it's not cheap like that. So I think more easier is um the school route yeah more easier more guaranteed is the school route so the school route is easier and more guaranteed yes yes and then if you are coming if you are coming with your spouse if it makes it more um your spouse gets to work gets an open work permit is able to work anywhere and more hours, more anytime. If you like, you shouldn't even sleep. You can work from morning to evening. Nobody cares because it's open work. So your spouse can work, and then if he gets a permanent job for a year continuously and files his taxes and everything rightly, then your spouse can apply for permanent residence, which will cover you. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's more profound using that's it, it looks expensive but it's cheaper like when 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 we join hands with you you we are able to appreciate it like the beauty of this whole thing sometimes it's just the um proof of funds that is making you is stepping in your way but i mean with us we are going to help you out jump that hurdle and then you see that when you get here you are able to um turn things around for your good so somebody coming for conference, you are not advising them 100% to use conference. As for conference, it's a visit visa that you get. So the visit visa you can get if your passport is um, 10 years, like the expiring date is 10 years, you get 10 years. But the truth is that you have to, every six months, you have to exit the country. Yeah, what I'm saying, like the way Grandpa Samson is asking, somebody who wants to reside in Canada, would you advise them to go through the path yeah. of visit visa or did you go through school? Yeah, I think you can, going through school is more easier because if you are going to visit, then is it that you get a permanent job? Or you get maybe somebody to marry you. Let me tell everybody this, you know. You see that thing, somebody to marry you, divorce later, and all of that. In the sight of God, you are married, do. All right? So at the end of the day, mm. you, are, you already have a record of divorce. So if you think it's just all about travel and all of that, you are married is that you are married. Whether, oh, I'll just travel. When I get there, they will pay me and the guy... Who just the divorce? No, 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 no. You are in the sight of God. You are married. You are married. Case closed. So tomorrow, if you like, say um, just paper. When you meet God, both of you will explain yourself. So 
be wiser and do. Don't use because you are looking for money and you are looking for life to begin to break kingdom principles that you will regret tomorrow. Please, don't use temporary situations to make permanent decisions. Don't use temporary situations to make permanent decisions. Don't use temporary situations to make permanent decisions. I've told you my own. All right. Now, Grandpa has seen one last question, then we are done. Okay. So, Grandpa, it's the same. Like, if you have even the longer five years, eight years, it's the same. It, once it's a visitor's visa, your status is um, limited. Um, things you can do is limited. Even with work, some people will not agree, like I said. Like, maybe prominent companies that you can get because it's work. Yeah, your, your visa is a visit visa. They will not employ you because it's quite expensive having to change your status. Okay? So that's what I'm saying that, like, we have people, like, just like everywhere there's corruption. Here, where the Indians are, three or four Indians are very uh, magic. So where, when you find those people, they, they, they can do it for you at a charge, $30,000, $20,000, and then you can change your status. But if not, the best, the, the option of marriage, like I said, or if luckily, miraculously, you get a job. You get a health job. So it's either you are being strategic, you look for um, these care homes that is like in a rural setting where like the people don't go the rural setting or a very cold setting. So there's um, like the Atlantic area is very cold. So sometimes a lot of immigrants like us, we don't like those places. We are okay with um, like Toronto or Ontario. It's even okay here, but it's cold. So like those places, when you go, you can get maybe an employer because people don't patronize those places that much. You can get an employer who is ready to change your status for you. So if that is the case, fine. But if not, then you still have a visitor. Every six months, you have to go and come. Every six months, you have to go and come. So, Grandpa, please, is, is the explanation okay? So, my number, um, uh, okay, I think I still use my same number. So, 0233-546-33-4390. So, you can WhatsApp. You can WhatsApp me on that number, this number, 0546 or um, do an um, um, WhatsApp call, okay? You can't call me directly on that, so do a WhatsApp call or just send an audio message. Because of the time difference, maybe um, we'll be time apart or something. So you just... You can send an audio or a message. I'll respond to you once the time is favorable. Okay. So, um, one good thing about our service is that we, we do it for the family at the same charge. So, if 
um, you don't tend to pay extra because you have a family. It's the same charge. Okay. So for now, that is the good thing about our system. Okay. So thank you very much for the audience and um, you have been a great audience for me. I've enjoyed the class and Papa, I'm, th I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Uh, thank you everyone. Thank you Papa for the opportunity. Alright. God bless you. How is Canada doing? God bless you, sir. Ah, it's fine, sir. <laughs> it's just the cold now. Alright, everyone. Good night. You know what to do now. Reach out to now and you continue okay. from there. God bless you and bye bye. Bye. Thank you, sir.